All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. My name is Dr. Priyanka Wally. I'm a medical doctor and a stand-up comedian. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back in. Sean, Sean, wait, what are you, what are you doing? Go. I'm practicing so I can sing for Adina Menzel and try to get a roll in Frozen 3. Well, let it go. You might not be right be for Frozen, Frozen 3, 3, but maybe no. Melting Snow 8? Oh, uh, no. I, until then. It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I'm America's first hypochondriactor, hypochondriactor. Let it snow to don't ho ho ho. <laughs> Hypochondriacture is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition simple. Now, with so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients it needs to thrive. And as you can hear, Priyanka's got a very sexy voice today. <laughs> She's a little horsey horse. But Priyanka, if you drank Athletic Greens, it would make your horses go away. I probably would. You know what? I'm going to get it right now. Other than it tasting fantastic, it really, really does. One tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. The special blend of high quality bioavailable ingredients in a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. It's like one-stop shop. It's great. It's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of added sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. Join the movement of athletes, life fleets, moms, dads, rookies, first timers, and everyone in between taking ownership of their daily health and focusing on the nutritional products they really need in the simplest manner possible. That's essentialist nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune supporting free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash hypo today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash hypo to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. We are supported by Noom. When it comes to losing weight, guys, there's a lot of pressure out there to label foods good or bad, but that just creates unnecessary dilemmas and drama. Noom is here to change how we see food with a psychology-based approach that not only looks at what you eat, but also how you eat. Instead of making you feel guilt or regret, Noom empowers you to keep going. Not everyone wants to be on a strict diet, do two-a-days at the gym, or drink questionable teas. You don't need rules to lose weight, just the knowledge and wisdom to empower you to build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom Noom Weights Cognitive Behavioral Approach helps you better understand your relationship with food, how to be more mindful of your habits, and gives you the knowledge and support you need for long-lasting change. 75% of Noom users finish the program, and more than 60% of users engaged with the program keep the weight off for a year or more. That's a really long time, guys. With Noom, taking care of your health is empowering instead of stress-inducing. No need to fear ruining the whole program with one off day. Noom will help you get back on track. All you need is a daily 10-minute check-in, no grueling early mornings or huge chunks out of your day. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash hypo. That's n-o-o-m dot com slash hypo to start your trial today. 
Hi, Priyanka Wally, Dr. Priyanka Wally, Dr. How Priyanka Wally. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. I'm so excited about Adina Menzel as our guest today. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Adina. So full disclosure, Uh-oh, yeah. when I was a medical student and residency, but mostly med school, yeah. I would blast Wicked. Yeah, who would Driving from my apartment to the hospital. <laughs> and like and I, this is like an actual like personal like I'm very very excited about the interview today because Good, yeah me too I adore Adina I remember as a med student like going because it was playing at the Pantages for forever yeah and um going to the matinee shows to two hours before the show started to see if they had those extra last minute tickets that they yeah. sell in those theaters. Mm-hmm. And I, I must have seen Wicked th- probably, definitely twice, maybe even three times. Let me tell you something. I always put it on and close my eyes and pretended I was in the theater and I saved so much money. <laughs> I just put Wait, on the soundtrack. So did you never watch Wicked? Uh, I've uh, yeah no no I've seen the show I've seen the show live okay. a couple couple times but I've never I unfortunately didn't see it with her or Kristen Chenoweth you know but I did a show with Kristen Chenoweth but that's beside the point but I auditioned <laughs> for 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 Frozen and it was down to me and like I think like two or three other guys one of them being the amazing Josh Gad who got the part I love that but anyway so excited about Adina oh but my first gosh, of all yeah. I want to ask you something medical that I'm oh, concerned okay. about so. Did you see this thing on the internet recently where everybody's like, you know, addicted to their phones and computers and everything? And I'm sure the pandemic exacerbated this problem, but the jutted neck forward, right? So everybody's looking down, their neck Mm. is forward, like texting Mm. or forward on the computer or forward driving in your car. It's always forward. And my, um, what is this called? My trapezoids Mm -hmm. and my my neck always hurt. Mm -hmm. And then I looked Mm -hmm. it online and and there's this article about how like, if we're not careful, Mm -hmm. we're going to evolve. We need to fact check this. That's what we're going to look like in like 500 years? Wow. Have you seen that Simpsons episode where the dentist is trying to convince Lisa to get braces and he does this 10-year projection of what's going to happen to her teeth if she doesn't get the braces? And then at year like 20, the tooth is like coming out of her skull. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Um, No, so... But listen, it's not good for your health to be in a crouched down position, stationary, focusing on a screen for hours and hours and end. And so many people do. I mean, yes. Instagram, absolutely. social media, all of that. What are the long-term evolutionary consequences of yes. this? I don't know. I, I can't say, Figure but it, it can't be good. Yeah, I know. So what do we do? I mean, they, I think they should invent like hologram social media. So hologram, you know, email, oh, hologram, everything so that you're looking forward, not down oh, so that it can just kind of be projected in front of you in midair and you can kind of, I don't know how to do it. Something yeah. I'm working on. <laughs> so a lot of people, for example, that work in tech, they yeah. have a lot of ergonomic chairs, yeah. ergonomic. doesn't um, matter. doesn't matter yeah. when you're holding your phone and you, it's yeah. basically in your cereal in the morning. Is that when you're texting me? Are you literally swimming in cereal? Is I'm either swimming in cereal or on the toilet, but that don't take it personally. I won't. I won't. Great waffles, by the way, you and Scotty. Oh, did you see that? <laughs> I posted job. a thing on Instagram some time ago about... Me and Scotty got a new waffle maker. So I'm, the other morning I was like, hey, let's try to make waffles. He's like, oh my God, that'd be so fun. So I made the batter and then we put it in and it didn't turn out so great. It did, It just didn't turn out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't Not, say yeah. it didn't turn out good. It just didn't turn out. I want to hear the first recorded message from one of our listeners. Her name is Kim. Let's listen. Hi, Dr. Wally and Sean. My name is Kim and I'm from Milton, Massachusetts. 
I really look forward to your podcast each week. So as long as I can or my family can remember, um, I would burst out into laughter for no reason. This Uh. happens any time of the day or night. And as a child, I would just say that I have a tickle inside of me before it happened. So it wasn't until college that I actually diagnosed myself with a rare form of epilepsy called gelastic epilepsy. And this is characterized by laughing seizures. So after many tests and medications, um, a tiny five millimeter brain tumor was finally found. Um, This was during a MEG test in magnetoencephalography. And this tumor is called a hypothalamic hamartoma. So lucky for me, there was a surgical option at the Brigham and Women's Hospital. And in 2005, which was six months after my wedding, I had a craniotomy at Brigham and Women's, and I've been doing great ever since. So um, that's my bizarre little medical problem, Um, but I'm doing fantastic, and I still love to laugh. (laughs) So thank you for contributing to that. Thanks. Take care. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. That is so So she would start laughing, and that was part of her seizure? But that was coming from the brain tumor. Right, but not to make light of her situation. Right. We need like um, 75 million of her uh, to listen to everything we do in our life. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, first of all. Oh my gosh, that sounds awful. I would love to just talk to her and ask her about the times where she would burst out laughing and how how that impacted her life because she, you know, she obviously inappropriate that was probably sometimes. And yes. And how that affected her mentally probably. Right. Yeah. Like laughing at inappropriate things. I missed. So how many years did it take before she actually got diagnosed with the brain tumor? I missed that. I don't live with her, Priyanka. Okay. Right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, I'm kidding. Yeah. So she's describing a hamartoma, which is a, uh, a benign tumor that can be associated with this type of seizure. So wait a minute. So the tumor in the brain makes whatever it rubs up against makes you have a tickle and then you laugh? Yeah. Yeah. There's, it, it's like an involuntary response. Laughter is this involuntary response. So it's, it's triggering that one part of the brain. Right. You know, there must be some sensory pathways that are also triggered because she felt the tickle and then Wow. God, that is so interesting. My goodness. I'm like yeah. floored. I I must have a little touch of it because I love to laugh. Have you gotten a brain MRI? <sighs> no, but now I'm gonna worry that I have a thing and I'm gonna go get one and report back. Don't just get one just because you heard this story, obviously, right? No, I'm, but, I'm gonna I get mean, one because you just said, Have you had one? No, oh, no, think I need here one. we go. My oh. job is to help you, not make things worse. <laughs> My goodness. Okay, I'm floored because that's super rare. And, um, you but know, but she's doing fine, she's now. doing great. But thank you, Kim. That is incredibly rare to have a benign hamartoma. It's more incredibly rare to learn how to pronounce it. That was a long one. Kim, thank you. Let's go to our next. Can't wait to listen to this one. Listen. Hi, Sean and Priyanka. My name is Katie. And much like you, Sean, I have an incredibly rich medical history of stuff happening to me. Um, But this is probably my craziest story. So I got married at 25 and we went immediately on our honeymoon after. Um, It was a cruise of the Caribbean and we went to Mexico and a bunch of different islands. But the whole cruise, I was so sick. I kept going to bed early with these horrible stomach aches after dinner, and needless to say, there was very little honeymooning going on. So when we got home, it didn't go away. And after a couple days, I'm so bad that my husband insists that we go to the hospital. They found that my gallbladder was three times the normal size and completely filled with stones. They said if I had waited much longer, it definitely would have ruptured. So I had it removed, and they tell me I should be right as rain in a couple weeks. 
Uh, but I wasn't. <laughs> I oh was having God. horrible gastro issues and nausea and vomiting and stomach pain. So I Jeez. kept going back to the hospital and they just couldn't figure it out. They did endoscopies and colonoscopies. I had to eat a radioactive egg sandwich. They Sounds did delicious. an ERCP, which is oh, yeah. supposed to make sure there were no extra gallstones. Right. But that gave me pancreatitis. So I ended up oh, back in the hospital yeah. for pancreatitis. Yeah. It was a mess. And after months, the doctors decided they couldn't find anything. So I mm. had to have been lying. Mm. Um, I should note wow. at this point, I'd only had male doctors. Mm. Um, so they basically said I was a hysterical woman and they sent me home. Um, but my stomach did not care about what they thought. And I ended up back at the hospital again. But that's when I got my first female doctor. And she sat down with me and basically said, okay, let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Amen. what were you doing before your gallbladder was removed? So mm-hmm. I said I was on my honeymoon. Okay, where did you go? Well, we went to Mexico and the Caribbean. Did you drink the water in Mexico? Of course not. Everyone knows not to do that. Okay, well, did you have a mixed drink in Mexico, like a pina colada uh-huh. or something? Oh, crap. So that was it. <laughs> it was turned out I had a severe small bowel overgrowth caused by bad ice in my pina colada in Mexico. Wow, wow. And it probably would have been nothing and I wouldn't have even noticed except for I had abdominal surgery right after we got back mm-hmm. and it allowed the bacteria to just grow and grow and grow. Um, oh my God. So they put me on some intense antibiotics and I've been good ever since. Wow. So that's, uh, that's my crazy story. Wow. Um, thank you guys for the podcast. I really, really love it. And yeah, that's it. That's it. That's Thank amazing, you, Katie. Katie. Katie, that's so great. For what an what an unbelievable story. I was riveted the whole time. I mean, the ups and downs. Okay, so where do we begin? Where do we unpack? Well, this, I want to say I, mean, I, I want I know exactly where to begin. Okay. First of all, I, I feel like a radioactive egg sandwich is also known as an egg sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And also, by the way, she has an excuse just later on in life to uh, not have to engage in whoopee. You know, but um, does anybody <laughs> does anybody say whoopee anymore? But um. But no, I think that's that's kind of first of all, I can't believe it was something as simple as the water, you know, yeah, in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, everybody right? said it's such a such a cliche, but I guess it's really true. I mean, but let the elephant in the room. So she's attributing to the fact that she saw a female physician that yes. was the game changer, someone yes. who just sat down and listened, listened. to her. I yes. mean, okay, that's huge. Not that right? all male doctors are bad and not no, all female no. doctors are bad. It's just finding the right doctor who will listen. Right. It shouldn't be restricted, though, to one's gender. This should be a human condition to just want to listen to people. It doesn't matter whether right. What, right. what gender you're right. ascribing exactly. to or if you're not binary so this is about honoring people's experiences and right. this poor person poor katie was dealing with this she yes. went under the knife had surgery and was still told that it's just it's i missed your, that part what did she have surgery and what did they say oh the she gallbladder. Had her gallbladder taken out she oh had an God, organ right. taken out you know and then yeah. they still were just like well we took everything out it, your experience that? isn't valid i mean to me this is so telling of it's what our medical system is like that if the system doesn't have the answers they put it on the patient to come up with the solutions that oh well it's just you and your experience and clearly something's wrong with you if, right. if you if we can't come up with the answers you know what Isn't i'm saying that wild so, yeah i wonder what made the doctors think like 
oh, okay, this is clearly the gallbladder because clearly it wasn't. So in medical school, we're learned about the classic profile of someone who's at risk of having gallstones. They're usually female. They're in their 40s. You know, she must have met the profile, even yeah. though I don't know anything about her. But it sounds like they took a ultrasound of the gallbladder and it was full of stones. So they just were like, well, this is full of stones. You're having symptoms. They just equated it that that's the cause. But what's ironic is that, yeah, it wasn't. And then she continued to have these symptoms. But God, I feel so bad for Katie, but I'm so glad you're okay, Katie. It's uh, yeah. what a journey. And by the way, what a learning process what a learning to process. now know what to do. And by the way, where to go in the future. The bright side is that she's never going to be dealing with gallstone issues now for the rest <laughs> yeah, of her life. So I, it's I a very prophylactic removal. I love but that. I'm very sorry that you went through that, but I'm glad that there was some resolution. That is a really amazing medical story. For sure. Guys, we're so grateful for everyone who's called in and to leave us a message. We really appreciate you sharing your stories with us. Let's get to our guest. Yes, let's get to our guest. Yay. We are supported by Rothy's. It's 2021, guys. Wake up. 2021 is almost over, and nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. Uh, That's where Rothy's comes in. What makes Rothy's so insanely comfortable the moment you put them on? Their unique, seamless design. So, Sean, I got a pair of Rothy's boots. Yes. Yeah, you just squeeze them on, and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, very, very comfortable. Really enjoy them. I love that you wear them, and I've seen you wear them. And Rothy's fan-favorite styles are available in tons of shapes and colors for every occasion, sustainably made with recycled materials like plastic water bottles and fully machine washable, too. What better way to welcome the fall season than with new shoes? From their best-selling round and pointed toe flats to sneak made for any adventure and loafers made for moments when comfort is a must. Rothy's has everything you need to start full on the right foot. Get it? Yes. Plus, their spacious washable bags are perfect for effortlessly carrying your essentials. Nothing says fall like soft plush merino wool. For the third year in a row, Rothy's is launching an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool styles. They're incredibly comfortable, cozy, 100% machine washable. Plus, they come in a variety of colors, patterns, and styles. And Sean, good news for any guys listening. I'm listening. Rothy's shoes, they're not just for women anymore. No, they're Rothy not. now sells men's sneakers and men's driving loafers. Yes. Rothy's men's line features the same level of craftsmanship as Rothy's women's line. So to help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash hypo. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash hypo. Head to rothys.com slash hypo to find your new favorites today. This episode is sponsored by Monk Pack. Monk Pack makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but it's only got one gram of sugar or less. How often do I talk about Monk Pack? You love Monk Pack. I love Monk Pack. Everyone in my family loves Monk I Pack. I love it. I just had one before we started today. It's so fun. That's why I'm talking super fast and I have a lot of energy. <laughs> Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars contain one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 150 calories. They're great for anyone following a keto lifestyle, and it's a perfect snack for anyone who's trying to 
eat better, cut back yes. on sugar and carbs yes. without sacrificing taste. Yes, I said yes to all those things. Yes. They come in delicious flavors like sea salt, dark chocolate, caramel, sea salt, and peanut butter, dark chocolate. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so they are keto-friendly. They're also gluten-free, plant-based, non-GMO, no soy, trans fat, nope, sugar, nope, alcohols, nope, or nope. artificial colors. I said no to all those things. Try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code hypo at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's M U N K P A C K.com and select any product, then enter the code hypo at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for supporting the podcast. Thank you. You know our Tony Award-winning guest today from her work on Broadway, television, and film, and on stages all over the world. And if you haven't seen her in the new Cinderella as the stepmother, she's so good in that. I love you in that. You need to go watch it on Amazon Prime after listening to this episode. Please welcome my friend, Adina Menzel. I love you. I love you, too. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, sweetie. Thank you so much for being here. Adina, Dr. Priyanka Wally, Priyanka Wally, Adina Menzel. It is such a pleasure to finally meet you. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you too. I'm so honored to be on your show. Thanks, honey. It's so good to see you. You look fantastic. Yeah. I have the boost filter on. (laughs) Girl, I I drive around with that on. So wait, I watched you with the Wicked Reunion. By the way, I offered to do that with you. You did? Yeah, I couldn't do it because my schedule, but that would have been so fun. The Tony stuff? No, the, the, the Wicked special on PBS. Oh, oh, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one it was, for, but you sang, again, For Good with, with Kristen Chenoweth. And every time you guys sing that, oh, my God, I, I cry every time. It's one of the most beautiful. <laughs> we so, cry, It's too. one of the most so perfectly written songs, don't you it think? Is, yeah. We yeah. actually, so for the Tonys a couple weeks ago, I said, um, should we do like a kiss at the end, like a mouth-to-mouth kiss? <laughs> and then I remembered that you guys did something like that oh. on the Tonys. Oh, when I hosted I the Tonys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to talk. By the way, bring it back, ladies. <laughs> I just that thought, you know, hilarious. a little promotional tool yeah. there. <laughs> something to put in the promo. Now, yes. let, talk to me about Cinderella. I want to know, you're so good in that movie. I want to know what it was like, and was it a fun experience, and was there any kind of... Like, I love tragedy theater stories that have a happy ending. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love talking about... Like things that go wrong, but then everything's mm-hmm. okay. Did anything go wrong? Yeah. In the set? Uh, well, we COVID happened in the middle of the oh, shooting. Oh, you shot I it guess. way back then. <laughs> yeah, for Cinderella, we we shot it. Um, we got a month down, and then I came home because I had a two week break, and then they were going to continue, and then they all came home, and then mm-hmm. we didn't get back to it till like what was it, five months later, six months later. So we just felt like we were on borrowed time though. Mm-hmm. Before, after everything it was just um, it. It, it was that weird feeling of of being happy. You're getting to do what you want to do, but also this the dystopic this feeling of everyone wearing those masks. And it was before you kind of were getting used to it. So um, you couldn't be as like as free, probably. You didn't. It feel- felt that way. I mean, once you're on set, you know, you start to settle in. And Camila is just the best. So um, we had a blast. And I'm trying it turned to think out some great. Tragic story for you. Um- <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, by the way, we'll get to that. So wait, I want to ask you: Was Rent the first your first Broadway show? Yeah. 
It was. Wow. That was yeah. your first Broadway show, and it was a massive hit. It was off Broadway, and then it moved. You know, and but wow. what yeah, was that was, like? Were you like that's this isn't this doesn't happen? It was insane. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't. It was this little quirky off Broadway show that was January and February, which were the months that if you're a bar mitzvah wedding singer like me in Long Island and and tri-state area, you were just happy to have a gig because nobody gets married during those months. Right. Or, right. You know, has a party because it's snowy and bad weather. So right. it's like, oh yeah, okay, I'll do this thing. And right. um, yeah, wow. and then it just took off from there. And then I never went back until I started getting paid like lots of money to sing at people's weddings. Wow. <laughs> like yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Event. By the way, could you imagine if you got hired now? You'd be like, sorry, yeah. it's gonna cost you a pretty penny. <laughs> uh, so tell me about Broader Way, because I, I know you're involved with it, but I don't know too much about it. Thank you for asking about that. Yeah, it's yeah. my... Um, it's something I, I... Great name, by the way. Thanks. Broader Away. It's so cool. Yeah. It's, um, it started out as my dream to have a sleepaway camp because I was fortunate mm. enough as a young girl to go away and escape my suburban life and go up into the country and rewrite my existence, you know? And it wasn't an arts camp that I was a part of when I was younger, but as I got older and the the roles I played and the projects I've been associated with, it all felt like it needed to be something more than just a bunch of <laughs> entitled little white girls going to a sleepaway mm -hmm. camp like mm -hmm. I was. Um, and my best friend from college is what is um, more of the business head and she helped me galvanize it. And now it's like hundreds of girls from um, the inner city, girls and femmes, we like to say, young mm -hmm. ladies and femmes, um, mm -hmm. that use the arts as a way of empowering and helping them to find their own voice and their identity. And it's turned into a year-round program, and a broader way is, uh, you know, it's a bunch of our friends from the Broadway community. Janine Tesori was our original artistic director. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she's on our board, and she helped spearhead the whole thing, and we'd bring up some of our talented friends to work with the girls, and we would teach them that they're authors of their own lives, and we would, instead of doing Guys and Dolls and West Side Story, we would do recitals right. with their own work that they were writing. Oh, their that's own, so cool. That's awesome. Choreographing their own pieces, or spoken word, or making a music video, or whatever it was. And That's it's just, fantastic. And now we're 12 that's years really in, so awesome. we've seen the girls go through four-year programs become leaders in training, then go to college now and then come back and um, be counselors for the mm -hmm. younger girls. How about that? That's I so great. That. You yeah. know, Adina, I was telling Sean before you came on that your voice, I would listen to the soundtrack of Wicked driving from my apartment to med school. <laughs> and it, it was literally, I'd be like sobbing, singing the wizard and I, and like it was, it, you literally helped me get through med school. Literally, I your voice. So yeah. thank you. That means so much to me. Isn't that yeah. great? I would listen to it from the living room to the bedroom. I, would, I didn't have to go to a car. Just straight up to the bedroom. Oh, my God. You did have an actual challenging experience where apparently you fractured a rib at one yeah. point on the, no, on the set. It was right when I was in. It was the last weekend of Wicked. I was, we were closing and we had people in town. We we're going to throw a party. And, and um, it was the matinee before the ending show that night and I fell through a, a hole that's normally like a like a floor that that descends so that it could melt you know like I'm melting yeah, and it would right, go down right. 
And one of the people on the automation, whatever, cued it at the wrong time. And I stepped into a five foot empty hole. And I was like hanging on. Oh, my God. Like by I broke the fall with my ribs. I was like hanging like this, my head above the thing. And then they pulled me out that way. And. Was, oh my goodness. You caught yourself before you fell to the actual ground? I hung on like a superhero. They pulled me out and then I'm in, you know, green makeup and full costume. Yeah. Um, and all the hot crew guys were there, you know, <laughs> tending to me. And um, and I couldn't breathe. I didn't know. I, didn't, I thought yeah. maybe I punctured a lung or something. And then right. I, there was literally like, a, is there a doctor in the house type of right. moment? The, apparently, I find out hours later that my understudy got into her green makeup in record time and finished the show. And people stayed to watch it instead of following me to the hospital. They stayed to see <laughs> how the show that's would show, end. Because that's show business, <laughs> right? Right. And, um, yeah. So what side, what rib side it's my it's my left side and i remember them saying you broke this but you will never break the same thing again so interesting so you can you can let go of the fear of it breaking again well i mean that's easier said than done after going through something like that rib fractures are so painful oh my god you can't fart or shave your legs (laughs) or you just like your whole body starts seizuring it's crazy or is it similar to I'm asking Priyanka? Is it's it, similar is it to like nothing? That? It's no, but I meant like <laughs> like is it similar to like a hernia operation or anything with abdominal where you, if you, you to stand up or to sit down or anything is Probably. kind of well. There's similar precautions, but the worst part about rib fractures is that if you cough or you take a deep breath, laughing, it's, it's gonna anything. hurt. Yeah, laughing is another one. And it starts to like seize, like it feels like you have a corset actually around mm-hmm. you that's going. Ugh, and were you, know, you like, like out the about blood pressure thing that you put on your arm? Uh-huh. Uh, right like yeah. Did you freak out about not being able to sing? You're like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to. Well, I couldn't. So then, so what they did was um, the producers, they wanted to like give me a send off, you know, the next mm-hmm. night at the theater. So they said, can you drug yourself enough mm-hmm. to get in the car? The hardest thing was scudding in a bumpy car ride in Manhattan with right. the with the potholes oh, and getting God. up there. And I took a bunch of, what was it? Vicodin, I guess. And I love that you I, had to search for that name. Like you didn't know. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was. <laughs> Because I, I, I couldn't remember, it's Percocet or Vicodin. <laughs> one of them made me nauseous and one of them made me feel really nice. And, and they said, if you can come up, we want to put you on at the very end where you fell those last two minutes and have you reappear. And Wasn't that re-traumatizing you? I mean, you had literally just fallen. I was just, I couldn't sing. My upper, I remember it was like, I have been changed for good with Kristen. And I literally was like. I um, wow! I couldn't make my stomach or my my diaphragm or anything work. But wow. I stood there, and then they gave me a nice curtain call and speech and a, and everything. And wow! Um, and and how long did it take to heal? Like six weeks. And the thing yeah, I remember weeks. was we were going to make the rent movie, and I. I was so insecure that I was hired 10 years later to begin with. And I was getting by with my age at the skinny skin of my, my teeth, you know, mm-hmm. and then I was hurt and I was just so afraid they were going to replace me. And I had to learn the tango Maureen and do all that. So, oh my God. But I was, yeah, but I was good. Like six weeks later, I got there and did my thing and yeah, I'll never forget that though. Wow. Wow. Is there any kind of residual, uh, pang of of something that you feel or or is it completely gone 
No, I never feel the rib things. I feel like a million other things. Right. <laughs> I yeah, just yeah. turned 50. Um, I don't amazing. feel the rib thing. I always have the fear, thank you, the fear of losing my voice, which I think we all have yeah, that. Let's talk about Absolutely. that because I have a story, you have a story, I wanna know. First of all, this is the thing, when you go see a Broadway show, I don't know that people realize the work that it takes to do eight shows a week. And by the way, it's not their job to realize it or anything. It's their job to buy a ticket and go have a good time. Mm -hmm. And by the way, sidebar, please do go buy a ticket and support Broadway because we need your help more than ever. Yes. Um, and now that it's back, it's so exciting. But talk about first the the mental things that you go through before each show. Do you have rituals? What it takes mm -hmm. to keep an instrument like your voice up for eight shows a week and all of that. Mm, it's just so exhausting. And do you have anxiety mm. about before yes. you go on every night? Yeah. Yeah. And the anxiety has grown worse as I've gotten more successful, I've noticed. So mm, interesting. And I guess with social media, I'm playing mm -hmm. a part. So I just feel like every note of the millions of notes you sing in an evening is, you know, scrutinized. Wow. Yep. And. Mm -hmm. Especially also with the introduction over the years of all of these singing competition shows where mm. people are at home, like mm -hmm. what you just said, judging you. And now when you're on live, singing live with right. a spotlight on and you. No, and, and people's ears are attuned to auto-tune. So what they mm. don't realize that everything they're listening to, right. and many, I'm not going to put a lot of my friends out there, but many live performances you are seeing on, on television are fixed or yes, sweetened. Yes, of course. Mm. But we don't do that in the theater. So, mm. you know, uh, you have a bad argument with your friend or family or you're not feeling well or, you know, it's that time of the month or, yeah. <laughs> or you're just worried about picking your kid up from school and your mom, you know, whatever it is, it's just the stuff's going on every day. And, um, just and at eight o'clock every night, all of that has to go away. It has to go away. Right. You can't, yeah. you can't carry any of that with you because you have to sing, you have to do a performance. So it doesn't, yeah. like you just said, it doesn't matter if you're yelling at somebody or you're not feeling well, you have a stomach ache or you broke a rib or mm -hmm. whatever it is, you have to do that thing because you're contractually obligated. It's that gift or the curse thing because it is what we love so much. And right. I mean, when it's going right, it's the greatest feeling in the world. And it's mm -hmm. uh, it's just that I don't mean to be a complainer or a whiner, but it just it does become a job just wanting to be, you know, wow. perfect. Right. I right. think I think that being a mom helped me a lot when I had my son, where I sort of started to relinquish this idea of being perfect hmm. and that I'm going to do the best I can. Like if he's got a snotty nose and a fever, I'm not going to not snuggle with him in the bed just because mommy's got a show tomorrow, you know, like, right. so I'm going to get that cold. And what am I going to do? Like just priorities. And after, when I started to realize that it was like, look, I'm going to do the best I can. And also I'm not just about every high acrobatic note i'm an right. actress i'm a soulful person i'm a performer i'm 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 gonna i'm gonna connect with you in more ways than just trying to impress you by right. how right. long and you know i can hold a note and what my vibrato sounds like so right. um and i've learned that on those days where i didn't have 100 percent, sometimes either people don't notice mm -hmm. or um they do notice but they but they felt like it was something special they were seeing or right. or my vulnerability connected yeah. with them in a way that made them feel something even more impactful you know that's so, exactly right all of that is so important yeah to say. that's so yeah. true i mean remembering that we're all humans at the end of the day and 
we're not perfect yeah. and we don't need to live to live up to those expectations. So I'm curious, what are the things that you do for self-care to kind of discharge all that pressure to be perfect, <laughs> which is uh, a lot. She comes on here and talks to us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm married to a therapist, which really helps. Oh, a lot. That, I love that. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I do. I, I do go to therapy. I will say that. There's the physical things I do, the preparation that makes me just feel like I'm doing my job and checking the list. I have a voice teacher I've had for 25 years now, the same teacher. Wow. Um, That's amazing. Who knows my voice just from talking to me can tell Joan? if it's like, uh, no, her name's Tanya Travers, not okay. Joan. Okay. And she can tell literally before I even go to an ENT, she can tell it sounds like you have an infection as opposed to just some cold wow. that's going to move through. She can just tell the differences or if it was, did you drink last night and talk a lot or was, is it, you know, or like she could tell when I'm getting my period. <laughs> There's oh, a certain wow. sound to the, the, the voice. Fluctuations. I don't know if yeah. she's a vocal coach as much as she is like she's a guru. She's a soothsayer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a healer. <laughs> that's amazing. We are supported by Olive and June. Olive and June's Manny system is the ultimate secret behind salon perfect nails at home. All in one, no guessing, no messy nails, no salon price tag. I got the Olive and June polishes. They're amazing. My mom loves them. My aunt loves them. It's just so shiny. It doesn't chip and it lasts a whole week, sometimes even longer. It was really surprising. Um, if you love nails like I do, then I think you're really going to love Olive and June's Manny system. And it comes with all the tools you need in one box. It's so easy. It comes with the Poppy, which is a patented brush handle that makes it super easy to paint with both of your hands. And the nail polishes last seven or more days and they don't chip. So with Olive and June's Manny system, you can achieve beautiful salon perfect nails at an affordable price. The system comes with six polishes. It breaks down to just $2 a Manny. I mean, think about it. Think about how much you spend on your Mannies. I spend a lot on my Mannies. Yeah. So Olive and June's Manny system is a game changer. Your nails will look professionally done. Getting beautiful salon perfect nails at home is now a dream come true with Olive and June. Your new nail life is here. Visit oliveandjune.com slash hypo and use code hypo for 20% off your first Manny system. This is an exclusive offer that you can only get here. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash hypo. Code hypo for 20% off your first Manny system. Oliveandjune.com slash hypo. Code hypo. Now, I'm going to share a little story that I've, I've shared other places, but I don't know, Adina, if you may have not heard this. So I was doing Promises, Promises on Broadway for a year in 2010. Thank you. And the <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd never done Broadway like that before. I've done other shows, off-Broadway, whatever. But it was my first starring role on Broadway, and I was petrified. I didn't know that was your very first yeah. starring role. And so I'm like, well, I can do this, right? Let's 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 do this and have a good time. And I got out there and to your point about those money notes, right? It's like the pressure to hit those. I put yeah. all on myself. And so the first time, which was like in previews or maybe one of the first actual shows, I didn't hit it. I flipped out in my brain. Mm -hmm. And so then I self-sabotaged. Yeah. And I was like, oh well, I'm not gonna I can't hit that. And so I talked to the producers. I go, yeah, I, I can't do this anymore. We gotta, I gotta quit. 
are like, no, you're not, you're not quitting. Like, no, you don't understand the pressure, the anxiety. I would cry. I would hate myself. I would mm. like the prep to go to the theater every night was so mm-hmm. intense. I was like the expectations. It snowballs. It, it's yeah, that's it anxiety. I mean, that's, that's the real and how your mind, people don't realize when a show is in you enough that you've rehearsed so much that the lines and the lyrics and all that can come out and you know where you're heading to whatever spot on the stage. All of a sudden your brain has more room to start. And being mm-hmm. even more neurotic. So that's so you know. interesting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so true. That's what I give myself for all these mental tricks more than I, yes, I steam my voice. I sit in a shower and I steam every every night before a show and I vocalize uh, like so much a half hour before I and there's all these things I do, but the biggest things are the mental like when the director gives me a lot of notes, I like it because then I have to focus on what he asked me to complete mm-hmm. as opposed to my annoying it's a self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And I give myself um, something my voice teacher and I came out with is like the A, B, and the C show. So instead of feeling like I have to hit that high note all the time, so maybe a matinee or a day where I didn't get a lot of sleep, I'm going to do the B show for you. And I know what that melody is. And it's like, I'm going to do a great B, which means mm-hmm. like full on, maybe not hit the highest note, but a really good melody that's still satisfying. And nobody would know the difference because that's they fantastic. haven't seen it. That's great. And then I manage my expectations and I feel, mm-hmm. and I end up feeling more relaxed when I do that because I'm. I'm not always trying to outdo the next thing. Yeah, most of my shows were D shows. <laughs> That's not true. I know it couldn't have been a D show. No, no. It's interesting though. I went through that probably for about three weeks where I literally I would open my mouth and nothing would come out. And mm-hmm. I'd say to the producer, like, well, I can't, these people don't want to see that. And they're like, do you don't understand? There's so much more show than just those two notes you're talking about. I was yeah. freaking out. And then something completely opened up in my brain. And I sang like a bird. Hmm. What, ha- what What do you think that defining I don't was? know. I think uh, everybody has a limit probably in my my anxiety limit. I was like, I'm, I can't go anywhere. I mm-hmm. can't not do the show. Mm-hmm. So figure it out. Fuck it. Yeah. I scooped up to the note and then I had him lower the key. And then like, we don't need to lower it. You're fu- you can hit it. You hit it 85,000 times in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And then I just had a breakthrough, sang great for eight or nine months. And then the last two weeks it came back. Because I think <laughs> oh, I was no. like, I think I was like, I, I can't wait to go home. You know mm. what I mean? So I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And instead of enjoying it. And of course it was a wonderful experience. Would I do it again? I don't know. It depends on the song, but singing Burt Backrack, H- 14, 14 <laughs> yeah. songs a night, uh, singing Burt Backrack. I'm like, you know, there's one it's song so that much. was, it was upstairs, two flights up. Da, da, ah, uh, uh, it was like uh, all the songs are so all over the place. Also, sometimes people don't realize the speaking and the dialogue and the emotion and mm. things. It's and the hard, yelling, you if you know. have to yell. Yeah. And all that. Yeah, to... it's all, all. But I love yeah. the ABC thing. That's my takeaway from today. Yeah. It's managing so, expectations for yourself. Definitely. Definitely. And, and, you know, you're speaking to a lot of aspiring artists out there who probably mm-hmm. are putting these very harsh kind of expectations on themselves, perfectionism on themselves. So what advice do you have for people listening who really look up to you in your career? Because there are so mm-hmm. There's many so kids. many. Yeah. Aww, right? So many people watching. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is a hard question because I like to come clean and be transparent knowing that I have that responsibility and knowing there are certain days of the week where I can do that and Mm -hmm. I fly and I take risks and I challenge myself. And then there are many days of the week where I feel just like everyone else out there and just 
don't, I feel like a complete fraud and um, I don't know how I've gotten this far. And at any moment, you know, somebody's yeah, we going all to feel that, figure yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. And so I just, so much of my time is really spent on trying to manage my, the negative voices in my head. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I think that the main thing that I, I feel like people really have to understand that what they have is so special and unique to them. And when you're younger, you're always trying to, you, it's great to emulate people that inspire you because you can learn a lot from, from them. Mm -hmm. But to always keep in mind to sort of absorb what those people mean to you and, and what they teach you, but knowing that your body and your facility is, is going to express that in a way that's only unique to you. So therefore, yeah. you're not going to get hired for the thing that isn't right for you, you know, right. and you can't fight mm -hmm. against those things. And you just have to keep trying to be authentic and really hone in on that thing that, you know, is really special. And mm -hmm. it just takes a minute. Yeah. And there's only one you and you'll get a job where you bring most or all of yourself to that job. That's the yeah. one, that's the time you get cast is when you're just being you, I think, yeah. I really mm. think that. I yeah. think it's interesting when you said you, you emulate, you can um, learn by emulating people. I used to joke around in college and emulate my, I used to play piano for a lot of uh, vocal students. And so I used to accompany them. And then when we were done, I would step out in the hallway and imitate the teachers, right? <laughs> the opera teachers. Uh -huh. you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, whatever it was. But that's how you hit the note, right? That's so how you hit the you note. Know. So I started imitating them and go, oh, I can, oh, I didn't know I could sing. That's exactly. so crazy. And then people are like, if you stop joking around for two seconds, you realize, oh, you, you may be able to sing. So I think it's great advice that you just gave is to, you can discover so much about yourself through a fun way of, of, of imitating mm. your heroes or, or teachers or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I say like. emulating, yeah. not imitating. You know, like I'm not yeah. going to, mm. I can try to sound like Aretha Franklin or Shaka Khan. Those are the women that I try to belt like, like I try to imitate <laughs> right, their right, right. high notes, right. but no one's ever going to say I sound like them. Right, I sound right, like right. me, mm -hmm. but at least mm -hmm. it's forcing me to find a, that space up there and, and where it is. And, and the search for yourself. On. Yeah, I love it. I love those stories. So related. Thank you. We're going to move yeah, on to a game. Thank you. Okay, so let's play the game now. It's called Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. You're each going to get three questions. And if you don't get it right, I'll give you points for creativity. So it's in your best interest to answer. <laughs> okay. And Adina, just wait, FYI, I always lose. Okay. <laughs> Sean has a, a significant track record for losing. So um, Sean's going to go up first. Three questions for Sean. Ready? Yeah. Okay. When uric acid levels get too high in the body, it can lead to a condition that can cause inflammation in the joints. What is the name of this condition? First of all, you have to go back and say that second word. Yeah. When uric acid levels. Oh, uric acid. Uric acid I levels. You said urine get, acid. Okay, am I going to have these same questions? Not literally the same questions, okay. but similar yeah, questions. Why? I could just already see her typing on her computer, Googling. <laughs> No, hands no. Up. Not okay, so when uric acid, sorry, go ahead. Okay, when uric acid levels get too high in the body, yes. it can lead to a condition that yes. can cause inflammation in the joints. Yes. What is the name of this condition? This is called, it's when you, it's, it's in your big toe. Yeah, good. Yes. Okay, and yes. It's called, it's when you, you eat too much like uh, uh, meats that are, yes. right? Too many like salted meats or. Yes, very good. Uh, what what is, is the called? name of the condition? And you you, need a, you, what is it called? 
It, so it's called What's gout. What's the first? Gout. Gout. Yes. Shoot. But you know what? You were very descriptive, so I'll give you a half point for okay, creativity. Okay, fine. That was good. Yeah. Okay. Second question: Which musical was the first Rodgers and Hammerstein collaboration? Oh good God <laughs> bless. Wait. It's either Carousel. Could it be Cinderella? Because Adina Menzel is on right now. Oh I'm going to say Carousel. That is incorrect. It's Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Okay. I was going to say Oklahoma. All right. Oh, no. In the television show Will and Grace, what did Grace and your character Jack take to be appraised at the Antiques on the Road oh, show? Oh, a teapot. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Do you want a bonus question? How much did Jack and Grace find out it was worth? And Come on, girl. No, there's no way. $10. <laughs> okay. I don't know. $30,000. Are you serious? That's yes, hilarious. I'm totally serious. Okay, so you got, I think, one and a half points so he far. Did good. Okay. I'm going to embarrass myself. All right, no, Adina, no you way. are up next. Right. Okay. You literally right, have to get first, one right. <laughs> first question In front of the larynx sits a cartilage structure called the thyroid cartilage. Thyroid cartilage is composed of two halves which meet in the middle at a peak called by what common name? The vocal cords? That's that is close. I'll give you a hint. It involved in the name involves fruit and a biblical name. It's the common name. Fruit. The common name for the the two things that oh. connect. Yes. The two halves of the thyroid cartilage, they meet at this peak in the middle. And the the common name. Oh, the of apple, the 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 Adam's yes. apple. Adam's oh. apple. That is correct. The medical term is the laryngeal prominence. Yes. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Second question: <laughs> What event takes place at the end of most episodes of the reality TV show The Bachelor? Oh, come on. <laughs> I've never watched that show in my life. <laughs> What's the question, though? <laughs> What event takes place at the end of every one? That uh, about- yes, at the end of most episodes of the show. They they give a rose to the person that they want to keep on, and then that's someone it. always that's- sent home and has a, a cries to the camera in the car. Yes, anyway. that's correct. The rose ceremony. <laughs> because they're never devastated. <laughs> Wait, uh, bonus point. Who was the first Bachelor to appear on the series twice? I, um, the Italian, the Italian guy. <laughs> I can't even believe I've never seen his name's Brad Womack. Oh no, I didn't know. He's not who I was thinking. Okay. 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 Question three in the Broadway musical wicked. How did your character Elphaba get her signature hat? Oh shit. Um, <laughs> how did she get her signature hat? Oh, oh well, Oh, she, uh, Galinda gives it to her. It's her grandma or like a granny's hat from her that's family. Correct. Yes, that's correct. Okay. The hat is first introduced in the song Dancing Through Life. Uh-huh. Yes. Did you know that that hat is actually navy, not black? Because navy reads better on stage. This is something I learned. From oh, wow. Oh, that's really that? cool. I didn't that know that. Yes. And the hat had its own microphone in it. Oh, wow. Because depending on if you had it on for a scene or off, it was always rigged with its own pack and microphone. Oh, wow. wow. And and by the way, since we're on the subject and I'm obsessed. Yeah. How, how, talk about the green makeup, like every day? 
Every day, and twice neck, a day. And your neck and arms and everything. Your neck, your collarbone and up your arms and every day. And then sometimes I'd go take yoga in between because I just needed to like start <laughs> over. So I would I would rinse it off and do it again. You know, oh do my the whole wow. Because it feels kind of gross and crusty when you stay in it all uh-huh. day. Uh-huh. And, you know, and then to just bring things full circle, when I broke my ribs right. and they, they brought me to the hospital, oh my I was goodness. sitting there and in the green makeup and my dresser, Joby Horgan, who I love so much, she took the Neutrogena because that was the only thing that gets it off mm-hmm. and oh. we didn't have it. So I was staying, I was there in the emergency room and it was like the red tent, like my sister, my mother and Joby with this bowl of water, like trying to get it <laughs> off me as, oh as they were, I was hooked up to morphine and they were trying to get me out of the dress without ruining it because it was so expensive and I was just inappropriately screaming to the doctor like this dress is way too expensive and these producers have made a shitload just take it off (laughs) we're gonna try to save the dress I'm like they've got enough money take this thing off good for you good for you my god that dress would go for so much money at an auction wait did she get a bonus question okay so um no 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 bonus question but she won i think yeah by like a lot i think because because <laughs> she's a dina menzel the question and then the, the the question about wicked and then she she got the embellished so yeah we have yeah. we have a we have a winner uh, thank you what, what an honor <laughs> dina this is so sweet of you to come uh, yeah Priyanka was so like much. was like fanning out before you showed up as oh, was no. i yeah i i mean I would go to, because I, I, it played at the Pantages for forever. And so I would go to the matinee show on my days off when I wasn't studying. And I would show up like 90 minutes before the show to try and get some of those tickets that they sell uh-huh. like up front. And, oh, man, no, you like totally bring me back to those days. And I just want to thank you. Yeah, thank it's, you. it's just so it wonderful was, to meet you. It changed my life. Literally for the good. That sounds very corny, but it did. That's so great. That's so great. <laughs> and um, thank you for having me on. Well, honey, thank you for your time today. Yes. I love the stories. Um, really, I don't know if you feel it or not, but it really does help people mm-hmm. to hear stuff that you went through. And that's why we do the show. Mm-hmm. So people can relate. Yeah. Um, thank you. Keep singing. Keep bringing your talent and you're you. just your light to everybody. You're just awesome. Thank I adore you. I love you, you guys. Love I adore you too. You too. I'll see you soon. Yeah, until next time. Bye, sweetie. Bye. Isn't she great? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm flustered. I'm all red (laughs) in the face. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. You just wanted to, you just wanted to sing. I'm like, can you sing something? (laughs) I know, I know. But that would be so cruel to be like. um, Ask her to work on her day off. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's, it's very rare when we do these episodes that I get like all flustered, but this was one of those episodes yeah, where I totally, fans, I got fans. huge fans, huge fans. But, I loved um, um, comparing notes with the vocal stuff. That was Yeah. Great. Yeah. And you know, what was so re- relatable, you know, the, the human experience, you know, she's yeah. talking about the immense pressure and, you know, the pressure we in society put on people who are celebrity status to be, God, almost godlike, you know, it's like, of course they're human. Of course they're going to have off days. You know, there needs to be a little bit more compassion when looking at that. And there needs to be less kind of like, oh, well, entertain me, Mm -hmm. give me pleasure, whatever, you know? So I don't know what I'm trying to say here other than that. I just really related. I think I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say stars. They're just like us. Uh, guys, thanks for listening today. It was so fun. Uh, Thank don't you worry. So much. Be healthy. Till next time. Bye. 
We now have a phone number where you can leave us a message and we want to hear your medical stories. So if you have a story you want to share, call us at 323-529-6031. That's 323-529-6031. And we might choose your message to play in an episode. Hypochondriactor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenogel and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.